Our third scripture this morning is from Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw a star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophets wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are now least among the ruling cities. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd, of, the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. The Gospel of the Lord. All praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. This has been quite a learning experience for me. When pastor asked me if I could do the message, I said yes. And I thought I would do something on new beginnings or second chances because this is the new year. However, nothing was working. So I met with Pastor, and I asked him how he decides on what to preach. And he informed me that the Methodist lectionary calendar gives them suggested topics, even including scripture passages. As you can probably guess from our title, the topic today is Epiphany and the Visit of the Three Wise Men. This also required me to do some research and reading. I'm almost embarrassed to say I wasn't even sure what epiphany meant. Simply put, it's the day Christians remember the coming of the Magi or the three wise men to visit Jesus with their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Epiphany is always January 16th, the 13th day of the Christmas season. Church is celebrated on the closest Sunday to the 6th. So, Christmas is not one day. There are actually 12 days to the season. Ever remember singing the 12 days of Christmas song? Well, according to an article written by a Catholic, Catholic clergy and later transformed into a carol, excuse me, back up. According to an article written by Ace Collins on crosswalk.com, 
The poem was actually written by Catholic clergy and later transformed in a carol at a time when celebrating the 12 days of Christmas was one of the most important holiday customs. Each verse represents something from our Christian faith. The partridge in a pear tree represents Jesus, the Son of God, whose birthday we celebrate on the first day of Christmas. Christ is symbolic, symbolically presented as a mother partridge, the only bird that will die to protect its young. The two turtle doves represent the Old and the New Testaments. The doves, the doves are the biblical roadmap of how we should live, and it's available to all. The third The third gift of the three French hens represents faith, hope, and love. This gift refers back to 1 Corinthians 13, which is known as the love chapter written by the Apostle Paul. The four calling birds, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The five golden rings are the first five books of the Old Testament known as the Torah. Gift six, which was the six geese a-laying, stand for the six days of creation, a time when the world was hatched or formed by God. The seven swans a-swimming are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, prophecy, ministry, teaching, exhortation, giving, leading, and compassion. As swans are one of the most beautiful and graceful creatures on earth, they would seem to be a perfect symbol for the spiritual gifts. As Christ came to save even the lowest of low, the eighth gift of eight maids a-milking represents the ones who would receive his word and accept his grace. Being a milkmaid was about the worst job one could have in England at the time the poem was written. It shows that Jesus cared as much about servants as he did the royal blood. The eight who were blessed included the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and those who are persecuted for righteousness, righteousness' sake. On the ninth day of Christmas, the gift of nine ladies dancing represents the nine fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Can you guess the tenth gift's meaning? The ten lords a-leaping? The ten commandments. The lords were judges in charge of the law, which was the code of the ten commandments. On the 11th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 11 pipers piping. The 11th gift represents the disciples, minus Judas, who was left to carry out the gospel message. Finally, we come to the 12th day, 12th day and the last gift, 12 drummers drumming. The 12 drummers represent the 12 points of the Apostles' Creed, which we will recite in a few minutes. The 12 days of celebration bring us back to the 13th day, or today, the day of Epiphany. 
I can remember as a child that Christmas decorations didn't come down until after January 6th. Unfortunately, I never understood why. I also had conversation with my mom last night, and she didn't understand why either. It was probably from her childhood, <clears throat> excuse me, that she just continued on. My mom is full-blooded Armenian. My grandparents fled Armenia during the Armenian Genocide around 1915. My father was a Methodist, and that's how we were raised. As some of you know, I was blessed to return with my mom to Armenia for a visit in 2018. I became friends with some of the people from St. Sarkis Armenian Apostolic Church in Dearborn. Their Christmas celebration is this weekend. Needless to say, I had more to learn. According to littlearmenia.com, Armenians have always celebrated Christmas on January 6th. When asked why they didn't celebrate the 25th, here's the response. Due to the fact that the exact date of Christ's birth had never been historically established, all Christians used to celebrate Christ's birth on January 6th up until the fourth century. According to Roman Catholic sources, the date was changed from January 6th to December 25th in order to override a pagan feast that was dedicated to the birth of the sun, which was celebrated on December 25th. In order to undermine and subdue this pagan practice, the church hierarchy designated December 25th as the official date of Christmas and January 6th as the Feast of Epiphany. The Armenians never switched, mostly because they had never celebrated the pagan holiday and they were not under the Roman Church. Thus, remaining faithful to the traditions of their forefathers, Armenians have continued to celebrate Christmas on January 6th. In the Holy Land, the Orthodox churches use an old calendar which has 12 extra days in it. Accordingly, Christmas will be celebrated in the Holy Land by the Armenians next week on January 18th. Next Sunday, I have the blessing of being able to travel with a group of Armenians to Jerusalem, and I will be fortunate to experience the Christmas in the Holy Land with the Armenians firsthand, which is what got me excited about my trip. <laughs> By the way, did you know the Armenians were the first nation to de declare themselves Christians in 301 AD? I digressed a bit from Epiphany, also called Three Kings Day. Today is the day we remember that famous visit and the significance of it. We don't know much about the wise men, where exactly did they come from? We do know they came from the east, but where? They also came bearing gifts of frankincense, gold, and myrrh. Were there only three of them? Or do we just assume that because there were three gifts? They've been referred to as kings, but were they? We learned from Daniel chapter 2, verse 10, and other historical writings that they were members of a priestly group 
and were astrologers. The wise men were basically pagans dwelling in the area of ancient Babylon. Their background was mostly Eastern religion, which means they used science and astrology. However, they were influenced by the God of the prophet Daniel, which is the one true God. The fact that non-Jews could seek the Messiah reveals that Jesus isn't just the Jewish Messiah. He came for everyone. There was also significance in the gifts that they brought. Frankincense was a symbol of purity. Gold represented his kingship. And myrrh was an anointing oil used in preparation for a burial, which prefigures his sacrificial death. The significance of the gifts was that the Magi were giving God the recognition he deserves. In closing, I ask you, are we giving Christ the recognition that he deserves? Amen. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be in your house attempting to serve you. Help us all, Father, as we leave to share your love with others. Help us to be wise in sharing your stories. Help us to be your disciples everywhere we go and with everyone we see. Amen.